Well, hello world, and welcome to Confluence, the lifestyle where confidence meets influence. I'm your host, Charlie Marcole, and I'm so glad you joined in today. We will talk about so many exciting things, so stay tuned. I'm so happy you're here. What's up, Confluencers? Welcome back to another episode of Confluence, a playground to connect a community of women by using our gifts, skills, and talents. Because it's all about lifting as we climb, child. How in the world are you? I hope all is well in your universe. Happy May to you. I hope you've been catching up on all of these episodes. Thank you to my amazing guest in this season that has given me their moments of time to keep my machine going. And thank you for tuning in week after week to get words of inspiration and encouragement and motivation. Please check out last week's show with Miss Jaleesa Ann, the money mogul, because she has mastered the art of money. And we know we want to become better stewards of our finances. Y'all, it's so much going on this week. It's mind boggling. Appreciation everything. Somebody once said, if a person's job requires an appreciation week, that means they're not getting paid enough. So true. So true. It's Teacher Appreciation Week, Mother's Day, International Firefighters Day, Cinco de Mayo, and everything else in between. But this year, I wanted to highlight Teacher's Appreciation Week because we make a huge sacrifice, especially during this pandemic. At first, we were not considered to be frontline workers, but the reality is we are. We get in the trenches and we help children see their potential with the scares behind plexiglass, you know, don't know where kids have been, if their parents have it, presumed cases. It's been a year. And let me tell you something. This profession is not for the faint at heart. Teachers have a tremendous impact in our lives. They shape our lives by imparting knowledge and wisdom, and they always inspire us to dream, to fight, to never give up, to go big, to shoot for the stars. Ooh, my third grade teacher say, shoot for the moon, Charlotte. That's my real name. If you miss, you'll land amongst the stars. I've never forgotten that. They put in relentless efforts each day to ensure our success. We have shaped the lives of every career profession in some way. It's important to appreciate the teachers who have dedicated their lives to building the nation. So if you're one of those people that don't think that teachers deserve love and to be appreciated, shame on you. This is a service industry, and just like your waiter at your favorite restaurant, we deserve tips and love, too. You know why? Because, believe it or not, we want to make sure your child is safe, loved, educated, and better than they were when they walked in our door 
in August or signed on online in September. This episode is dedicated to my friends, to my profession, the unsung heroes and sheroes that knows that this is a ministry. At the end of the day, teaching is God's work. It's a calling, not a career. It's people with degrees in education that can't do it because it's a calling on your life. Let's check out what some of these teachers have to say. What in the world actually made me want to become a teacher? Well, truth be told, I wanted to be a music major. When I went to the University of Houston, I had my mindset that I was going to be this great national gospel recording artist and I was going to study and do whatever I needed to do to become that great world-renowned singer. However, comma, uh, when I got into those theory classrooms, um, I said, I'm not going to make it. (laughs) So I had a conversation with my mom and my mom said, well, why don't you just become a teacher? You teach people every day anyway through your choir rehearsals. You teach other people who have issues in their classes. So you might as well get paid for it. And so that's what I decided to do. So I immediately changed my major to education. And it has been a blessing ever since then. What I love most about teaching is that every day, you just never know what to expect. You don't know how the kids are going to feel that day. You don't know what emails you're going to receive. You don't know what administration is going to have you do that particular day. You don't know if you're going to have students laughing or crying all of a sudden. Um, It's just a whirlwind of emotions and I feed off of that. I also love the fact that I can really be myself and be spontaneous with my lesson. We have lesson plans, but sometimes, you know, you can deviate from the plan and it's okay, right? Because I teach. (laughs) Um, The most challenging thing about teaching during the pandemic is trying to figure out all this new technology and this new language. We were introduced to a new system through the district and we had to figure out how we're supposed to put our lesson plans in and what we're supposed to click and how we're supposed to add students in. And we had to figure it out and then we had to try to communicate that to our students who were all at home at the time. So trying to get them to log in, trying to get them to keep their cameras on throughout the duration of the class period, that was extremely challenging. Uh, Just trying to maneuver all the different facets of teaching in this new virtual world. Something that I honestly wish others would know or that they knew about teaching is that you have to number one, be yourself. You have to, number two, be afraid to step out of the box and try some new things. And number three, you have to know that every child is indeed different. You have to know their personalities. You have to know their language. You just have to become extremely familiar with the teaching environment. Some teachers go in and they just have a lesson plan and they just go straight from the book. 
Well, true teaching deviates from that from time to time. You have to be able to flow. You have to be able to make it your own so that the students can truly understand the content that is being taught by any means necessary. If you see a teacher <laughs> and you have to know your, your teachers, the greatest way to appreciate them is with a gift card to Total Wine <laughs> or Specs. I'm just speaking for myself and for everybody else in the teacher world. That's the best way to show some appreciation. Uh, you can also send some Amazon gift cards because <laughs> the supplies, Jesus, the supplies. Um, so that is what I love about teachers. If you see a teacher, just say thank you because we go through a lot every single day. Thank you. Teach on. Woo! Hey. Hey, hey, 19 years in the game. What? <laughs> so my name is Indy Johnson and I am a fifth grade teacher. And what made me want to become a teacher? Honestly, I'm be honest with y'all. Um, really, it was a days off because I already knew when I was younger, 15, 16 years old. Listen, I didn't want to work. I didn't like going to work. I already knew. I just thought what I wanted to do. So um, I decided to become a teacher uh, with the days off. Now, I did have a passion for working for wood kids and working in pretty much um, lower income levels because that's kind of where I grew up at. Um, so I wanted to make sure when I did teach, I did teach those type of students, especially our females, because um, I was one of the teams that actually needed guidance. Had I had guidance, you know, I think things would look went a little better for me. But you know, it's that's never here nor there. So I did become a teacher initially because of the time off, and I was able to spend that time with my um, family and kids. And I also love kids as well, so it was actually a plus. What I love most about teaching, honestly, um, I would actually say the. The connection that I have with my kids, me and my kids, we're so close and we talk about a lot of things together and they're able to come to me and talk to me and just talk to me like humans. So I let them respond. I, you know, listen to what they have to say and I treat them like humans. So believe it or not, it's really the connections that I draw with my students and those last a lifetime and those students, they don't, they don't forget that. And it's something that they're never going to forget. So I really like the connections that I um, make with my students. The most challenging part about teaching during a pandemic, um, honestly, with science, it's because I couldn't do my labs. I do think a lot of hands-on learning comes with science when it comes to labs, and I couldn't do that. On top of that, I definitely hated the responsibility was put all on the teachers. Um, I don't think any the parents wasn't really responsible for anything we're blamed for you know as soon as I come to class they want us to reach out to parents and do all this stuff and we're like look your child is home with you what are you doing what are you doing to find us what, what are, it's your child we're not here to find your child to put them in class so the worst thing about it is just the responsibility and everything being all on the teacher what did you call them did you do this did you go out ma'am they know that their child's supposed to be in school like we all if you have kids you know your child's supposed to be in school you know your child's supposed to be in school all day so i feel like a lot of the things were just put on us as teachers and that was basically a no-go because i think the, the uh, parents definitely should have been held uh, way more accountable than they were this year 
And, you know, they play their role of not knowing, but not reaching out. So you wasn't trying to figure it out neither. So it's, it's a difference. So that was the biggest uh, challenge about teaching um, during a pandemic. And the next question, what is something you wish others knew about being a teacher? Um, what is the best way you can, um, one can appreciate teachers in their own lives? Uh, one thing that I want everybody to know about teachers is the main thing, um, we do a lot of things outside of work and a lot of things come out of our personal pocket. So, uh, one, we don't get paid a whole lot. Yeah. You can live a decent lifestyle, but for the type of work we do and the things that we do, um, the pay definitely should be more. And we do a lot of things out of pocket and we do a lot of things during our off time. So remember the months that I told you that I had off where I wanted to become a teacher, well, I quickly found out, though, look, hey, sis, you're working during the summertime when it comes <laughs> to those months. It's, it's not just all you. It's you prepping for next year and you're not getting paid for it, you know, basically. So that's what one thing that they need um, that I think people should know about teachers and also that we have more than one job. We're not just here to teach, baby. It's politics that go along with it. We're counselors, we're mothers, we're fathers, we're big sisters. It's more than one hat that comes with this job. So if you're not ready to just basically come in in the classroom and teach, that's not what you're going to be doing. You're going to be doing so much more than coming in the classroom and teaching. And then, you know, um, the politics behind it, of course. I'm used to old school teaching. We did what we did. We taught. The kids learned. It was whatever. Now is, you know, the testing and all this extra stuff that go along with it. And it's like, listen, all these babies don't test the same. So why are we teaching like this? You know, why everybody have to? I don't agree with a lot of things that go along with it. So it's difficult to go with what you see versus what they want you to do. But, you know, what would be more beneficial but you really can't do it because it's not in the parameters. So that's a, that's a big part of what people really need to know about teaching. It's not just getting up here and just teaching. There's a whole lot more to it that people don't see and people don't understand until you get in it. And you was like, oh, no wonder they're so frustrated. Um, the best way one can appreciate teachers in their own lives, I mean, just give them a break. We're so bashed. We're bashed a lot with parents and, you know, administrators and all that stuff. It's like, stop bashing us we're really here just to teach you know man but it comes with more than that so you know if we're not reaching out or doing whatever it's like you know just just it's just just see what's going on you know and just say thank you from time to time because we're the people who's going to lead your child to a future and without this foundation that we're building from them they can't have anything so it's like just um be more in genuine when it comes to teachers because uh, they a lot of people consider our profession as eh, you're just a teacher. But baby, if they knew, it's not, it's not, <laughs> it's, that's not all it is. It's not all that comes with it. And until you're in that position, then you understand what I'm saying. So yeah, just say thank you and um, you know, be a little more humble when it comes to teachers. <music> What made me want to become a teacher? Honestly speaking, teaching was not my first career choice. I have a degree in business management, and I thought I would be doing some form of managing at God knows what company. However, I followed in my sister's footsteps. 
because she was a special ed teacher. And the more she talked about it, I was like, okay, that sounds like me. I've always been for the underdog. So I was like, man, that sounds like a good fit. I did a ACP program, alternative certification program through ACT Houston, finished that quickly and I started teaching. So that's how I became a teacher. What do I love most about being a teacher? I have been teaching for 12 years now. And the thing I love most about being the type of teacher that I am, which again is a special education teacher, I love when I see my kids get a concept that they probably thought they could never understand. When you're dealing with children who have disabilities like learning disabilities um, and math problem solving, math calculation, reading fluency, reading comprehension, and they have those deficits and they already feel defeated. And as a teacher with the tools that I've learned just over the years, and I can use those tools to maybe just turn on that light bulb where they understand a concept that has been the greatest thing that I have enjoyed about teaching, as well as the regular things that come along with teaching, being able to be off in the summers, um, taking breaks. And one of the things personally that I enjoy about being a teacher is that I've never had to find a babysitter for my own children. So it's worked out perfectly. The most challenging part for me teaching during this pandemic was that I could not put my hands on my students. And what I mean by that is, again, as a special education teacher, trying to teach virtually as we did for months um, on end or when we, we returned back to school and our kids were still virtual, trying to see exactly what they were doing while on the other side of a screen has been the most challenging part. You had kids turning their screens off, not communicating, not logging in. Parents who have gotten comfortable with the virtual atmosphere where their kids are not waking up as early. Um, they're not making sure that their students sign on. A lot of times the kids have disengaged as well as the parents. So it's difficult to again see what the child is doing and you can just tell that they're not making progress um not being able to see what they're writing on their paper whether they're understanding or getting um something out of the lesson that you're presenting it became very very difficult in that aspect there are several things that others should know about being a teacher because until you are a teacher like any other profession that you do not practice you have assumptions a lot of people assume that our summers are long um that it's just teaching like it was when we were in school to the point of you know there's one way to teach division or one way to teach subtraction However, teaching has become more challenging over the years with the different strategies that a student must learn 
four different ways to divide, five different ways to subtract. Um, just the different challenges that come along with being a teacher. And I want to say teacher slash parent because I believe that people in general do not think about how much time a child spends with another adult in the form of teaching. And even though they're here for a good eight hours, maybe half of that is teaching. A lot of that is parenting, um, being a doctor, a nurse, a counselor. So there are so many roles that we play as teachers that we're not really acknowledged for. So that would be one thing that... Um, I would want someone to know about being a teacher. And as well, I know a lot of people, when they want to transition from another career to teach, they have a um, miss. They just don't understand what teaching is all about. A lot of people are attracted because you get, you know, your different breaks off your summers and things like that. But you deserve those times by the time you finish dealing with teaching, especially depending on what sector of education you're in, elementary, middle or high school, and I've done both. Um, so that those are the two things that I would want people to know about being a teacher. I believe the best way that a person can appreciate a teacher in their own lives is just to remember the investment that was made. I know that I get the question at least once a year, who was your favorite teacher and why? I am 41 years old, and I still remember my fourth grade teacher, Mrs. Homer Zell Craig, at Oak Forest Elementary School. She would give us warm fuzzies just for, you know, doing well in class. Um, If she had to call our parent because we were doing well, she was just an outstanding teacher. I do remember, it's like Maya Angelou says, you may not remember what a person said, but you remember how they made you feel. And I remember as a nine-year-old little girl in the fourth grade in Ms. Homer Zell Craig's class, and I remember that she made me feel wanted. She made me feel important. She made me feel like I was doing my best. She made me feel like, You know, I had a sense of pride of being at the school and she always had a positive word to say. So the way I appreciate that and that investment that has been made in my life, and that was over uh, 30 years ago, is I do the same for my students. I remember that investment and I don't just take it and just have it for me. I pass it on because like they say, each one reach one. So I try to do my best to pass on the appreciation from what I received as a little girl in the fourth grade. And I try to relate that to other students, even other adults, because everybody needs some form of encouragement. And I just want when a person walks away from me or a student leaves my class that they feel that same love, that same encouragement that I received again as a fourth grader in Ms. Homer Zell Craig's class. And I will never forget that. My name is Carla Brown, Dr. Carla Brown, third grade teacher. So, Dr. Brown, I want you to tell me 
even more so, why should teachers be appreciated during a pandemic? Wow, that's a, a huge question. And for me, I think um, the the pandemic has shown us something that we've never seen before. No one has ever seen it before. Uh, it's one of those situations where you can't even fathom what a teacher is going through on a daily basis, uh, especially when you're having to teach a hybrid uh, class. We have both uh face-to-face students and we have students online so we're managing classrooms with students inside and then we have students online that we're also trying to manage and in addition to managing them we're also managing their backgrounds Mm -hmm. and having to you know make sure the students understand that we don't need to see everything that's going on in their house. We're also having to remind them, turn those uh, microphones off because there are things going on in the backgrounds that we don't want our students to hear. And so our job, I mean, has, has, I think in my mind, has become 10 times more difficult than we could have ever imagined teaching to be. Uh, It's one thing to be able to, sit in a classroom or stand in a classroom and manage a classroom and instruct a classroom, but it's a whole nother level of difficulty when you think about we have students who now I'm having to instruct the ones in class and then take the time to stop and instruct those online. And not only that, I'm trying to also um, give feedback to students. So I had to figure out how can I give feedback to these students as we, we're trying to keep, you know, instruction going. We're trying to make sure that, that the students have the things that they need. And I'm having to to figure out a way to, to give feedback, to show them, okay, no, in a math class, I need to be able to see how you're doing something, how if you're doing it correctly. And then I need to be able to give you some kind of instruction on how to make sure you're doing it right or to give you kudos if you're doing it correctly. So it just it's just taking it to a whole nother level of uh, discipline. It's taking it to a whole nother level of, uh, I mean, actually expert, a new level of expertise because we had to figure out a way to make it work for the group of students that we're working with. So a lot to it, but um, it's doable. But it's definitely a time to let teachers know that they're truly appreciated. Thank you so much, ladies, for sharing your words of wisdom, knowledge about this profession. Again, it's not for the faint at heart because it's a calling, not a career. I appreciate each of you for sharing your heart with the ladies of Confluence. Now, for my big announcement, if you follow Confluence, the lifestyle where confidence meets influence, I said last week I had a big announcement. I couldn't say a word. It was killing me. But I was sworn to secrecy. I was chosen to be on People, the national magazine's podcast, People Every Day. Whoop, whoop, whoop. A little girl from Oak Cliff, Texas with big dreams. I was chosen to share my thoughts, my feelings about educating our youth during the pandemic with a lot of other educators throughout the nation. Oh my God, y'all. Oh my God. Like the doors 
that have been open due to winning the Red Apple Recipient Award through KHOU and Great Day Houston. I am floored and forever great. Fall. You know, teachers love alliteration. Did y'all hear that? Floor flabbergasted and forever. Anywho, I have the whole clip and I want you to take a listen. I learned something about Hollywood and honey, the real housewives of Atlanta are so correct when they said they only showed a small percentage. So I have one of the whole clips that they chopped up to put a part of the podcast. So take a listen. What was the most challenging part about teaching during a pandemic? That's a heavy one. Okay, this is twofold for me. You never knew from one day to the next. Many times it felt like we were in a Hollywood blockbuster-like outbreak. One day it's all cool and the next is so many presumed cases that you have to return home to teach virtually. And once students return virtually, the engagement level decreased significantly, which is totally different from face to face. When you're face to face, you can see the students struggle, step in and intervene immediately. And then the second part of that was, ooh, And I don't think many people considered this during a pandemic. Students losing daily access to the school building was challenging for me to accept. For many of them, school is a safe haven. We don't know what their life is like outside of the building. School is at least two hot meals, running water, air conditioning, a warm smile, stability, a high five, encouragement, friends, positive reinforcement, and I cannot forget peace. Peace. See, we think about our households, not theirs. We don't know what these children have to endure once they leave our care, but it is our job to show them the way. We are the gatekeeper. And I meant every word from the bottom of my heart. You get it? Get it? Got it? Good. Listen, my scholars are off the chain just like their teacher. The energy that I exude in this podcast is the same energy I carry with me everywhere I go, including my classroom. Take a listen of one of our call and response chants. I tell you all the time, I am a descendant of a slave, honey, and I put those roots into them. Ain't nothing like a good call and response chair. I say something, you say something back. You know, they used to say, if you got that religion, show some sign. So it's a great way to show some sign in Miss Jones' class. Educate your mind, get yourself together. When I count to three, say read aloud with me. I said oh one, two, three. Read aloud with me. I said oh one, two, three.
You better read aloud with us, baby. Yes, I make them excited about their education. Well, that's it for me today. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope something was said that you can carry with you to make your life better. And oh yeah, don't forget to show your love for a teacher. Y'all, this is probably the roughest and the toughest year that we've ever endured. Ah, it is the roughest, roughest, roughest. Say what? It is the toughest, toughest, toughest. Until next time, don't forget to be a contagious influence everywhere you go. See you next week. Yeah. Now that I have your attention, don't forget to check out People Everyday Podcast on your favorite podcast platform. It is episode 68 dedicated to the teachers. We would greatly appreciate it. Thank you so much for your love and support. Peace out, y'all.